You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Joining me, as always, uh, right in front of me physically, but right by my side emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, sort of mentally philosophically speaking, yep. uh, the one and only Edward Lloyd Simpson. Yep. How are you? The first. The first. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm good. Yeah. Fresh on a Monday. You look good. Very fresh for a Monday. You look good. You look better than you have been. Yes, certainly better than I full have. Full of life, full of full of vigor. You, though, I imagine, no, feeling similar as you felt most Mondays over the past 10 to 12 months. Uh, no, this one, I, I'm all right. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I had a barbecue last, like, yesterday afternoon into last um, last night. Yeah. Had a couple of beers, a couple of vodkas. Maybe that's the secret to success. Keep going. Have a couple of... Nightcaps. Yeah, yeah. Face, or, a, or, fa- face a few more nuts. If you feel like you're getting bounced yeah. out. Well, that's the way to get back into the game. you got yeah. to face more nuts yeah. and overcome adversity. So I had a few weekend caps. Yes. That have got me into Monday. Not too bad, not too shabby, oh, if you good. don't mind. Love so for the punter and the dribbler that are curious about my well-being, yes. they need not worry. Oh, that's good. Because I'm here to party. So rest your earlobes, punters, dribblers. Settle in. Settle into a big show. Big, big show. Get your breath sorted. Uh, we're ready to rock here. Now, obviously, we're going to do a full post-mortem, mm. Eddie. And that is yes. what happens when you examine a dead body. Yes, a cadaver. Yes. So we're going to examine the dead body of Australian rugby. Yes, a wallaby. A wallaby, a dead wallaby. We have a carcass in front of us, and, and it will, will be, be examined thoroughly. Yes. No... Um, Nothing missed. No no corners cut. No corners cut. We're not in the business of cutting corners when it comes to the cadaver of... The, um, the post-mortem. Yeah, of the wallaby. Yes. And what it embodies, which is the National Rugby Union side. Correct. And the game at large. I think that's fair to is say. Is that too much? No, I think that's... Is that too on. over the top? Rugby as, a, as an entity. As is. As is in this nation. Yes. So full post-mortem there. Are mm. we qualified to do so? Absolutely. Yes. We have our cadaver license. We have our cadaver license. You are big on the cadavers. (laughs) It's the fourth time you've said it (laughs) since we started. Yeah, but I do have a license. Yes. Now, uh, obviously, a little bit of Sheffield Shield cricket, Eddie. As I Mm. age, as I grow into a man, I find myself more and more interested in Sheffield Shield cricket. Do I watch it? Absolutely not, but I'm interested in the scores. That's fine. That's all I need. That's all we need, but... It's important to know where the nation's top six, which is where my concern lies, yes. is looking heading into a big summer of cricket. Because our bowlers, we'll, look, we'll get into it. Yeah, let's not let's not get. Don't get me fired up too early. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, don't pop too early. No, no, exactly. You, no one likes an early pop. Now we've also <laughs> got uh, some Nelson Asofa Solomona news. Now we're not breaking it because it's already broken. But if you didn't know, he's been suspended. We're going to dissect that. Yes. Also, punters, dribblers, it would be remiss of me not to mention the fact that the Kings got a famous win over a team. So we'll touch on that. Mm. Uh, and then obviously some dribbles from the dribbler. It's stacked. It's really we're stacked. absolutely stacked. If you aren't salivating, there's something wrong with you. You should really have a moist towelette. You mm. should be sitting on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got 
preferably a KFC moist towelette because yes. they're the best in the business when it comes to the moist towelette the game. The towelette game, yeah. there is no other. They created the game. They should really be stocking. You know when you get on a plane, they're like, mm. do you want a warm towel? And it's like, yeah. no, I'd like a handful of KFC mate, wipes. Mate, you should have to carry them in your pocket for hygiene reasons, but also yes. just to feel better about yourself as a person. Because uh-huh. if you've got clean hands, you can take on any of life's challenges. Absolutely. That's first and foremost. Then if you've got, if you've just brushed your teeth, that's sort of, if you need to come over even, overcome even greater adversity but stop one i'm gonna have to stop you there explain to me what you mean by tooth cleaning and kfc okay so like if you've got clean hands you know what i mean you just feel better about yourself yes 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 you know what i mean yes try going to bed after you've eaten a garlic pizza and you haven't washed your hands no you haven't brushed your teeth do you know what i mean so it is it is akin to going to bed (laughs) with uh little furry jumpers on your teeth yes can't be doing that no you can't and you will never with towelettes. So we're saying that the KFC moist towelette punters dribblers goes hand in hand with brushing your teeth overnight or a morning <laughs> yes. to give you the best opportunity Trinity. to start the day yeah. right. And to conquer the day. Yes, win the day. Win the day. You can't win the day. Without clean hands or clean teeth. That's right. It's and, pretty simple. You know, so and, and maybe a shower, but that's by the by. That's your own decision, but I would... Not I'd, necessary. I'd encourage it. Yeah, but not 100% necessary. We know we got some stinky dribblers that can thrive sans shower, but that is, again, by the by. So it's time for us to get into a little bit of just a yarn because... Not sure how we got onto that. I don't think it's important. I've actually completely forgotten. I, I don't think it's important. What I think is important is the message taken away, which is clean your hands <laughs> if you want to win the day. <laughs> I do want to bring up, and I think it's important that mm. we be honest and transparent with the punter and the dribbler. Have to. That's we we premise the show with that always. Our, transparency. Our, our survival depends on. <laughs> yeah, because we're a voice for the punter and the dribbler, and if they found out we were telling fibs, then we wouldn't have an audience. No. Now, your self-anointed man of the match for last weekend. Uh, there's been an update. There's been an update. Now this is. Uh, shocking to say the least. Now, Punishers, you remember me regaling you all with some pretty stunning stats from my nineteen uh, from nineteen last man standing cricket twenty twenty game last uh, last what was it Sunday? Now, Sunday week ago. Yeah, Sunday week ago. I got nineteen off nineteen second top score. Whatever. Took an absolute screamer of a court and bowled as well as three other catches. My hands were bruised. I pulled a quad muscle. Uh, just an all-round sort of still. You put your body on the line. Put my body on the line. In a losing side, though. Now, I came on here. I regaled you with it. You were all in awe. Uh, you know, the, the feedback was uh, as glowing as I've received in, in all of my 30 years on the planet. Mm. Now, we did have... And we always encourage Dior here, Eddie. We had a, we had a very... Uh, astute. Astute punter dribbler. Learned. Learned. Questionable, but certainly a punter dribbler. He did a little bit of Dioring. And send us in this inbox. Just a bit of Dior here, lads. It's Max Porter. Sure. Shout out to Max. Just a bit of Dior here, lads. Unfortunately, despite Tom's 19 from 19, there is undoubtedly a player of the match given out in the last man standings. As a fellow last man standing dribbler, I was surprised to hear that player of the match wasn't given out in the Eastern Sydney, which is what I thought at the time. However, my Dior has proved this is incorrect. All the best this coming Sunday. Beer soon. And then he has shared a screenshot of the player who actually got mad at that. <laughs> Sarav Singh. Who had better, had better bowling, bowling and batting, batting figures. figures. And he won. <laughs> uh, so shout out to, to Sarav Singh, who was player of the match. Mm. Obviously. And that self-anointed man of the match will be taking away. Well, it, was, it wasn't it was self-anointed as such as... You saying, did. You did say, I'm giving I, myself yes, man of the match. You said that. Yes. Which you I did. think... Look, all I'm saying here is... 
if you saw Sarav play, he he scored his runs off bad bowling more than anything. So I think that this is more a failure of the system. But I appreciate Max doing some Dior and, and you know, setting a straight... I don't know if you can be trusted, though, saying that Sarav got his runs off cheap bowling. Oh, I certainly can't be trusted, Eddie. No. I'm just... This is this is purely <laughs> off my own emotion and yeah. a bruised ego. Yeah, yeah, you're pissed off. I'm pissed off about it. Max Porter, you did the right thing, though. You did. Because the punter and the dribbler needed to know, needed to know. what was what. Because otherwise, Tom could have carried on week on week rolling out the same old crap. And people may not... People just got... They would have copped it. They would have copped it. Now, the beauty of the last man standing is that there's like live up-to-date scores, so no one can bullshit. Actually, we were reading before someone checked in on you on the weekend to someone, see how you were going. Mate, mate the punters and the dribblers are checking in on I, I, His name, I forget. We forget, but shout out to him. He's keeping keeping everyone honest. But so how was that loss? Another loss? Throw in the chart? Big loss. Big, big loss yesterday. Uh, we Improvements had a, made? No. Backward steps. Okay. Backward steps. But improvements in areas. So started the we start we we always like to field first because we don't believe in our batting. So we'd like for the game to go as long as possible. So you'd like to chase. Well, we just like to. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that when you need to believe? Yeah, but but it's more about not wanting to. It's about just trying to get the most out of your twenty twenty. Because if we bat first, get bowled for thirty games over in half an hour. Okay. So we field first. We had him at Dior this punters dribblers, but about. Here, there, and about. We had him at like four, four, uh, like 15, four for, four for 19. They were all out, not even all out. We couldn't bowl them out. They, uh, at the end of the 20 overs, they were 260 ish. And they had a guy get 117 runs. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. I thought you had to retire. Neither did we, bro. This is the problem. We don't know the rules and we just learn another rule each week. <laughs> I almost got run out in this fucking weird flawed system, but it's not. It's good. Anyway, but so after you retire on 50, once you then get them out, they can, you can come back in. So you can, because it's like last man standings, you actually can come back in if you retire. Say you're opening bowler for bats. Right. You can, which I like. I yeah, like I that. get that. I like saying, shout out to Rooster from uh, whatever the team so he was. he tunned up. He tunned up. Is that rare? I go, is this your biggest score? He's like, yes. I go, what was your biggest score before? He said 60. So it seems like it was rare for him. We're thinking of changing our names to Stats Boost because everyone, every team that comes up against us, just their bowling figures and fucking batting averages just go through the roof. Anyway. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And shout out to the Thick Ropes County 11. Uh, look forward to doing battle with you again on Sunday, fellas. We got a little bit pissed before the game. Postmortem. Postmortem time. Let's, let's, let's couple of incisions in yeah. the carcass. Yeah. Hand me my tools, yes. doctor. Scalpel, please. Yeah. Let us begin the postmortem. Uh, first so incision. Um, first incision. Obviously devastated. Yes. Bill's no longer en route. No. I don't know if Bill was ever en route, really. In now hindsight. Hindsight's a powerful tool, they say. They do. And <laughs> now that I'm utilising it, yeah. I'm starting to think that that may have been a mirage. Yeah, certainly a little bit. <laughs> I don't of, think uh, Bill had any intention of returning home. I don't think so. I feel like he's an absentee father who has no... He, he'll call you on your birthday, maybe. Yeah. He'll give you a maybe. little bit of hope. But he, he might also forget it and he's call a week late. Yeah, and then he's going, oh, no, sorry, plans change. Yeah, yeah. You're not coming home. And you just know he's lying naked next to a kiwi bird. And you know what? As, as children of uh, uh, a Bill who's abandoned us for so long, <laughs> we should have known that he's... He's a bad father. He's a bad dad. He's likely to. Do, he's likely not yeah. to come home. Yeah, and shack up with 
you know, he's others. Not, he's not coming to get back together well, with mum. It's not even that. It's not even that. He's the he's the sort of absentee father that has his a new family. He's got another family. Yeah, yeah. And it's every four <laughs> years you find out it's either still New Zealand or mm. now he's got a new family in England or in South Africa. Yeah. Or wherever he decides to go. But, but it doesn't feel here. like he's coming back. It doesn't feel like he's coming home. So that was upsetting to to see that uh that realized once more. Mm. Well, because uh, you know what? It's, we just long for him to return. So every four years, we just go, you know what? There is a hope. There is still a chance. There is still a chance he'll hop on a plane and he'll come back home and give me one one big hug that I've been craving since, since 1999. Yeah. That's how I feel about World Cups now. Yes. Am I going to get hugged again? Yeah. And the reality is probably not. Possibly never again. Possibly never again. From Bill. I'll hug you. No, Bill. You know, I get a hug out of you, but (laughs) But Bill's hugs are are special. A little more glorious. Victorious. And they're dripping in gold. They're dripping in gold. There's a whole, there's much more esteem. And you know what? Like, and they're lasting. They are. That, that, it's it's satiating. Like, I've got a bill hug from you are cheap. They are. They're a dime a dozen. They're a dime a dozen. Um, Now, some punters and dribblers. Look, we usually we save dribbler dribbles to the end, but I've got to get to one because it was. Uh, well, it sets us up. It sets us up for. What sets we're up the first about incision, Tom. The first incision here. So, uh, who is it from? I've got to find his name because otherwise. Thought you had it saved. Th- and you know what, Eddie? I thought I had it saved. You'd think I would have, considering I do have it saved. Hugh Harvey, shout out Hugh. You've absolutely doomed us. Checker was a lost little dog searching for answers. You boys released the fuck it footy game plan and the boys are rolling with it a thousand percent. The influence of this podcast is astounding. You you boys could initiate world peace if you fancied it. Beer soon. Now, Hugh, I appreciate that you can sort of acknowledge where we sit in sort of, you know, a geopolitical standpoint yes. in terms of being able to... Um, yes. How do, you, how do you think that Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump spoke for the first time? Yeah, there was some tomato decades. farmers union. Send the uh, TFU yeah. over there. It's moved everything out. Smoothed Next everything thing, out. you know, Donald Trump stepping into North Korea. We have that sort of we influence. We do have that sort of influence, and it's good of you to realise it. We don't like to come out and sort of say it out of nowhere because it seems a little... We don't like to toot our own horn. No. That's exactly the way you'd say it, Eddie. Uh, we're not into that caper. But that being said, we did influence this uh, decision from Checker to play fuck it footy. But with the, 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 what 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 uh, Hugh here has to realise, and the other punters and dribblers, is that fuck it footy was the best game plan. Mm. Unfortunately, the cattle that we had at our disposal mm. unable to rise to the level required for fuck it footy. It was the only way we were going to win. Look, I mean, some of the some of the key ingredients for fuck it footy to work, you need to be able to catch the footy. Yes. Now that doesn't mean just fuck it completely. You still have to catch the footy. Yeah, exactly. It's not just fuck it and then stop playing stop the game. Playing, no. It's it's sort of trying to inspire a little bit of devil may care. You That's, know what I mean? As opposed to fucked footy, which yes. I believe some punters dribblers refer to it as. Yes. Or fuck me dead footy. Fuck me dead footy. Now, the first sign that uh, Checker had been listening to the podcast was Jordan Patea in at outside centre. Loved him. Jordan looked great. But Jordan's got fuck it footy in his DNA. Well, the throbbers do, Eddie. The throbbers have fuck it footy in them, but it's, it's like... They have the uh, the tools required to uh, to uh, you know give fuck it footy a go. Mm. Now it's also about knowing what if you're if you're 
everyone's playing fuck it footy, but what fuck it footy is to you? See, like David Pocock throwing these passes that were getting intercepted, that's not what you do, Dave. You're not, that's not your version of fuck it footy. Yours is like belting people. Yours is, no, yours is winning like. Stealing ball with yours reckless is abandon. Ste- yours is stealing nut. Yeah. So, like, if you're playing fuck it footy, you got to go out there and, and come up with like 20 new nuts. 20 new nuts. That's what fuck that's, it is. That's your job. And also to split men in half with your yes. shoulders. Yes, to go, you know what? I am going to throw this frame around and I am going to take souls. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, sorry, but that's where we're at. And that's what we needed from you. We needed you to attack and dismember people. Blunt force trauma. Yes. That's what your version of fuck it footy is. Not throw the ball out no. or throw intercepts, no. bruh. You need to know what your role is. And I thought that was pretty clear. Eddie, it was clear. That's what. That's more to the point. What we're saying it, is, obviously, that they, it they didn't know. They don't know. They they don't. They aren't up to it. And whether or not it was it was communicated poorly from check down, like we we can't say for sure. But fuck it, footy is bespoke to each player, <laughs> and I I'd have thought that in 2019, with all the tools and resources that the the Wallabies and the Australian squad have at their disposal, that that should have been black and white. Yeah, that's and obvious. it seemed look. It, if, if they needed to fly us over there to explain it, I would have happily gone for my country, yes. right? I would have answered the call. But we didn't receive a call and we assumed quite naively <laughs> that our message had, was it interpreted correctly. Yes, it had it had reached the, the correct ears of the correct people. Clearly it hasn't. In the correct language. In the correct language. Um, now, look... What's happened is happened. We can't... There's nothing we can do about it, right? <laughs> Mate. There's nothing Look, we can we're, do we're, about it right we're currently now. Inspecting. We're currently inspecting a dead wallaby here, punters, dribblers. So don't worry. It's on the table. Yeah. It stinks. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. And it's hard for us. We're doing it for you. Mm. We don't want to be in here we on a Monday night. Going through. Cutting up a dead wallaby. <laughs> for God's sake. I could think of a million better things to do, but we thought we owe it to the punter and the dribbler. <laughs> To, to really break this in yeah. Now, as I, you know, move through this carcass and just peel back a couple of the fucking things here, I see we've also, uh, we come to the seg- the, sec- the section of the cadaver. <laughs> below the lung. Below the lung that is the coach. <laughs> yes, there is a, a checker there in here. There is a checker in here. Um, now, as you... Uh, should know by now, Michael Checker, coach of the Wallabies, has former, well, former coming December, he's standing down. No, he stood down already. I thought he was saying I, I quit as of December. I thought he was saying I quit because he's, uh, he's, his things up in December. That's what it is, and he was not going to get an extension. No, 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 because but he can go, he can go. I'm going to try get an extension, but he's got. What's, ha- what's happening until December? I don't know. Not much. <laughs> it's October. For yeah, God's but I tell you what it is. It's like when you tell it, you give your job notice that you're leaving, and you just put the feet up for like the next couple of months. <laughs> yeah, he wants to get, get paid. There. Yeah, he's like he wants his last two months paycheck. Well, fuck yeah, sure, mate, get sure, it. get sure. it, girl. But look. So obviously Checker standing down. He was asked straight after the game, and it was like, "So you stepped down?" And he was like, "Listen, mate, I've just lost a game. Can you just fucking give me?" Yeah, and no, that was fine. Whatever. Well, I think that's fine. But some people got to. I think the vitriol around Michael Checker is a little bit out of is a little bit like skew if to me in yeah, terms of like in terms of him being the. Uh, 
I get he's got to go, right? But I mean, not really, but like, he, I get, understand why a coach is a full guy when you crash out in the quarterfinals and you can't even get the message of fuck it footy through to the player's head. Well, that's why I'm Bespoke concerned. fuck it footy, right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the issue for the nation to face and that's why Checker is getting the bullet. Metaphorical, of course. Mm, well, yes. The, the issue is, though, right, is that, yes, there's a lot of hysteria around this and that was to be... You know, expected. expected because we've just been booted out of the fucking World Cup by the Palms and mm. they put 40 on us Big and it was score. disgraceful. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's hysteria and it's rife, right? But a lot of people pointing the finger at Checker. I mean, yes and no. It's Do you know a, what I mean? That's a yes and no. It's a yes and no. Like, yeah, we've won 50% of our games. I don't know if... We had a better coach. Would we have won more games? Have, I don't know. Well, listen, listen. We, when we were talking about uh, a, a previous podcast uh, for the the loyal punter dribble, they may remember. But like farmers and cattle. Like, do you blame the farmer who has shit cattle? Yeah, yeah. Or do you blame the cattle? Yeah. If, like, and so unfortunately, if he doesn't have enough prize bulls mm. in the pen, in the metaphorical pen, Eddie, yes. How's he going to get anything going? You're not going to be able to sell shit. Can't sell anything. You can't sell anything because your your cattle are fucked. Now the farmer can, in some cases, be responsible. But if you've got poor poor breeders on your hands, then you're up shit creek without a paddle. Yes. Right. Now the thing about checker is, and I want to touch on this because I think it's important. Now you and I, are not X's and O's guy. We're not. We're not that person. We don't no. need to be. No. Right. Now, we're feeling vibe almost exclusively. We feel we go on vibe, and I think vibes all you can really lean on and trust at the end yeah. of the day. It's all you. It's it's you've got that to fall back on. Hundred percent. All else fails. There's a lot of people out there though, people that know more about the X's and O's than you and I, saying that checker allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, but checker more of a boy boyer. Right, likes right. to boy the boys. Think back to 2015. Boyed a lot of boys. Got yeah. us got us close to the big. Boyed the, the tars as well. Boyed the tars, right? But. You know, Tars were like one of the most underachieving sides in world sport when you looked at their roster for many years. Yes. All they needed was a boy boy to go in there, right? Yeah. So they say, bit of self belief, okay? Mm. They reckon Checker, a bit of a boy boyer, but tactically, not that astute. Maybe evidenced by the fact that couldn't dissect and recommunicate what fuck it footy means. Yes. Now, that's the X's and O's. You know, you feel Kearns, you Rod Capers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Real rugby personalities. Exactly. Is there elements of that there? Sure. I think fucking Phil Kearns said the other day, we've got to go back to the start, right, with Australian rugby, and people need to learn how to catch and tackle. Like, that's he wants to strip it bare, right? That's where he thinks it's at. Which, again, but then that comes back to cattle. Sure. I mean, what I'm trying to work out, though, Phil, if I can talk to you directly, uh, I, I mean, are we, is there a fundamental problem in this country with catching the footy? I'm not so sure about that. I'm, I mean, like, surely that's not where we're at. It's not like our wallabies here are the product of inferior catching coaching. I know he's not putting it just down to catching. I, I don't I don't know what it gets back to. Phil Kearns, I mean, you know, that's a hugely like sometimes I think with rugby it's a bit like, Oi, we need to just go back to the very start of the fucking thing and just build it up from the ground. It's like, well yeah, like a little bit you do, but surely it's not 
skills based like maybe maybe it's about like getting people to stay in rugby because the reality is that rugby league is flourishing and growing like blooming, a beautiful blooming verdant garden mm. a sporting garden rich in all different uh you know species of animals and plants it's a botanical garden it's a botanical garden right it's a it's heritage listed rainforest yeah rugby not so much no. So I don't know if it's necessarily... Rugby a- is the pot plant you haven't watered in six months. That's it. Or, or the in pot this plant- case, 2003. Yeah. So look, I, whatever. But but on Checker, right? As we're saying, you should get stood down. You should get, like, get rid of him. Okay, but I also don't think that there is a wealth of coaches where you're like, oh, okay, let's go. This guy... Checker was the uh, the logical... When he came in, it was like, this guy's the guy. Yeah. He won in Europe. He won... He got it for New South Wales. I think you and Mackenzie, that may have been when there was the weird fucking uh, thing with you and Mackenzie, or maybe that was after Robbie Deans, whatever. But Checker was the logical guy to come in. Now, there doesn't seem like there is a logical guy where you're like, oh, this is the dude to do it. And well, also, but I- what difference is it making? The Waratah, like the, the, we were talking to Zen outside before we came in here. Shout out, Zen. Uh, and it was like, they're talking about the win record of the Wallabies. It's like the Super Rugby win record is just as bad, if not worse. Mm. Uh, and we haven't won any trophies under Checker. Well, we haven't won any trophies under anyone since 2003. We won a, we won a trophy. Okay, yeah, the tri- the last Tri-Nations the rugby and one of the fucking rugby yeah. championships, which, yeah. I mean, we were both in World Cup years when New Zealand didn't give a shit. I will say this, though, as well. Um, like, I think it's time that Checker goes, right? I think that five years, is that's... That's sometimes it, it, oh, I think things it, come to an end. Yeah, I think at some point, boying the boys doesn't isn't enough. It's not enough. Boying the boys isn't enough. But I won't sit here and say that there's no one else. No, of course. Because like, of course there is. Of course there is. Of course there is. But I just don't like this whole like check is the reason that we're fucked. Because yeah. I just think, brah, I think you need to look at the cattle a little yeah. bit closer. Yeah. I think you need to inspect these these mangy things because a lot of them are, are fucking on death's door. But where, where Checker did shit the bed this World Cup, I think tactically without being X's and O's upon his dribblers, was that like he was just chopping and changing every week where it's like new halves combinations. Which was weird. I thought, I thought from, again, not X's and O's, surely Nick White and Tamua was the call. I thought at least Nick White. Like the 5'8s, which no 5'8" was doing anything that was really like, holy shit, all right, you've got to pick him. But certainly Nick White, again, from before the tournament and then when he played was like, Nick White seems to be to go here, doesn't he? And then, but like Foley bringing him in for 40 minutes against Wales when we had to win? What are we doing? I don't know. What and then, are we doing? And, but then was never seen again. It's no. almost like they sent him home in the fucking baggage compartment. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm prepared to point my finger at everyone. Yes, and exactly. And go, all of you have let us down. Scattergun. You're all shit. <laughs> You're all awful. Yeah. But now we need someone to fix what is broken. Yes. I don't see any fixes amongst you. No, no, no. Find all- me a fixer. Find us a fixer and you'll fix the problem. And maybe we'll get this wallaby back to life. Mate, is there someone on this planet that can fix and revive this carcass? Revive a dead wallaby. Find me that person. And then the game will flourish once more. That's all we need. Do we need witchcraft? I don't know. Possibly at this point. I'll, I'll take witchcraft. Oh, well, I think you have to take witchcraft. I, I was calling all witches. <laughs> I'm not ruling it out. No. Witches, witches please inquire. That's what they should do. That should be the, the, the new appointment. Like the next seek ad should be 
Can you revive a dead wallaby carcass? Looking, if so, please apply. Yeah, looking for a witch or someone proficient in the dark arts, <laughs> black magic and things of that nature. Please inquire within. We'll be paid a hefty salary. We'll be paid a hefty salary. Upon proof of... Upon... Yeah, it will, uh, we'll pay you a third now, two thirds uh, in 20 years, <laughs> once you fixed it. Uh, sincerely, Rugby Australia. Uh, Quade Cooper coming out and knocking Checker. I mean... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to that. Unfortunately for Quade in this situation, whether he's sincere or not about this situation... Well, no, he's obviously sincere, but, like, whether he's correct or not. So, basically, Quade came out and was like... There was news... When the news broke of Checker uh, quitting, there was a, a story on Fox Sports News that was tweeted out, and then Quade commented underneath the Fox tweet saying... Uh, if you really cared about the game, you would have quit years ago. Something to that effect. Dior. Now, that clearly shows that there was some unbridled uh, heat between the two. Mm. Uh, but Quaid, unfortunately, even if he is coming from a genuine place, let's say Quaid's correct. We don't know after wading through this rotting corpse. But unfortunately for Quaid, he has shown himself to be very pro-Quaid in his career to date, and so it's hard to necessarily know whether to believe uh, a scorned... Is this a scorned lover talking, or is this someone... But Quaid had his opportunities. Like That's what I mean, right? Like, Quaid, he's he's uh, he's fallen foul of a coach in uh, uh, the Reds. Mate, then... 20, what, think back to 2015 when we could have won the Bledisloe and Quaid was thrown the ball to play 5-8 in the biggest cauldron there is, Eden Park, with the what with the fucking Bledisloe on the line and shit the bed. I think yeah. he got sent off, didn't he? I think so. And then so, what about the World Cup semi where it was in was that in two thousand fifteen as well where he's like, That was in two thousand eleven. And he kicked it out in the full. Like you've had your chance of glory. You've bro. had plenty of chances. And then you're back at the Rebels. It's not like they it's not like you turned them around. What happened there? You didn't even make the finals. No. And you should have. You went like the first four or five games, didn't they? They went off to an absolute blind and then they didn't win anything after yeah, that. Yeah. That's on you again, mate. Now, maybe Quaid's not saying he should have been picked. Maybe he's just saying he hates Checker, but it's hard not to see a bit of salt and spice. Being no, thrown. I think I, from where I'm sitting, it's you didn't pick me yeah. this time around. Yeah. Like I thought Checker had his back with that whole uh, Brad Thorne shit at the Reds. Like I feel like he tried to... You know, Do get Olive best. Branch stuff going, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, let bygones be bygones, blah, blah, blah. I think he was there and thereabouts for Quaid. I could be wrong. Look, I don't know. Quaid certainly... Quaid's pro-Quaid. Quaid is super pro-Quaid, so it's hard to tell. Because Quaid used to be a big, big deal. He 2011 was, Quaid, Quaid like was super the, rugby the title Quaid. dick in the Australian rugby game. He was hung like a, like a moose in yes. 2011. And unfortunately now... Moose, no. Mooseless. Yeah, he's mooseless now. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. Does that make sense, punters, dribblers? Because if you think about it, it does. It might not at the face of it. Yeah, and if yeah. you don't get it immediately, then take your time. Yeah, take your time. That's all right. We don't, in, it's no skin off our nose. Uh, but that's rugby. Look, that's rugby for possibly ever. <laughs> all right, Eddie. So. Look, there are a few signs uh, in Australia around this time of year that let you know, say you weren't, uh, you know, privy to calendars or changing of the seasons in any real way, like you weren't necessarily across it. There are a couple of signs that um, 
help the punter and the dribbler get their head around the fact or become aware that, oh, okay, summer's coming. Or yeah, spring's it, about it's to like, it. It's like leaves falling off the trees. That's it. Those sorts of things. Is, a, is, is an, an indicator, indicator that winter is, is on its way. Well, that you're in autumn, winter's on route. Exactly. So, footy, footy's over. Mm. No more footy. Although, there's, you know, there's some postseason Australian shit, but that's not real. Footy's over. Daylight savings kicks in. Everyone starts getting up earlier. The days are longer. Racing's on. Yeah. Spring's in the air. There's hay fever. There's a, there's an optimism about the people of the Correct. nation. And then also around this time of year, Eddie, the way you know summer's coming, the marshes start to score runs. They like to come out, don't they? they? Like Almost like they hibernate. Shield runs, I must specify, punters, dribblers. They like to get themselves back into the test calculations All, with but, some huge scores in the shield. But almost to the point where they go, you have to pick me. That's it. I've got to be picked. I've got to be picked. And, and, and I have to start reminding myself that we can't pick them because they, such as the weight of runs, I start going, well, fuck, man, I think we need them in there. Sean Marsh just got 214 or something, Dior, punished Off dribbles. like 420 nuts. That says I can, I'm, I, I'm happy to bat for a long time through the harsh Australian summers. Bat time. If you want me to bat time for two days, I'm more than happy to put my hand up and do that. That's what he's saying. Now, Sean, unfortunately. 420 nuts? Yeah, and it's his Are highest, you fed income? highest ever shield score. He's now like all of 37. Mate, that's ridiculous. Unfortunately for Sean, we just simply can't anymore. We simply can't. It's like the boyfriend, and I'm sorry to keep turning this back to familial relationship stuff, but who promises he's going to change, shows it for a moment, and but he then never, goes straight back to his old ways once you let him back. He never changes. He never changes. He never, ever, ever, ever changes. No. Now, love you, Sean. You've been a servant of sorts for the nation, Swamp Junior, but nah. Nah. Can't do it anymore. We're moving on. I'm giving it the Nabra. Giving you a Nabra. I want to look, I want to look young. And look, no offense, but you're getting pretty long in the tooth. Very He'd be close to 40, wouldn't he? He'd be, certainly. He's closer to 40 than he is to 30. Put it that way, punters, dribblers. Do we need a 40 year old in the setup? Look, no. apparently he's an unbelievable bloke. Apparently, apparently he loves a schooner. Boys. I'm not ruling him out running water. No. And, and boy and the boys. Boy and the boys. Because apparently one of the great boy boyos. Yeah. So I'm happy for him to, you know, sort of float around the setup and give advice where it's applicable and, yeah. and hand out cold schooners and give and give bum slaps. I'm yes. into that. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that for Sean. I think that's a good spot for Sean to be in. But Sean's 40, right? Sean's, Sean's 40. And... I'm not going to sit here and knock 214 or 426 or whatever it was, no, Dior. Like, can't. that is impressive in anyone's book. Yeah. But I'm looking towards the future, and the future is another Ashes win to yeah. make it the three-peat and to win this test fucking world championship thing they got going on. Yes. And we need young throbbers, young barks. In there Instead of old bulls. Well, like, it's just, as we say, Swamp Junior can be in there telling stories and, and you know, help uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, acclimatise the young throbbers that we're going to bring in. But your Will Pekovskis of the world need to be playing test cricket for their, uh, you know, and, and need to be doing it this We summer. need procreators, yes. right? Sean is infertile now. I yeah, think. that's it. He's, 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 he can still... He can still... He can still pump. Fucking hope he can still pump, right? Evidence by his 214. He just can't get anything... He can't get anyone pregnant. That's right. That's all we're saying. And we're looking at procreation. We're looking at the future 
of the test side. Yeah. And for that to happen, we need fertile boys. We need really fertile young men. And Will Bukowski seems like one of those. Joe Burns sort of... Smoking. Well, smoking Joe in a bit of a Matt Wade sort of situation in that, like, who did he need to suck to get into that Usher squad? Because he was scoring runs like it was going out of fashion. Couldn't even make the squad. He's always scored runs when he's played for the country. I mean, I'm not saying he's definitely in, but there's just there's boys about that we can look to. Well, when's the first test? I'd love for you to look that up, Eddie, because every year I forget. Not that they're exactly on the same. Well, day, they're, but, they're not. But you know, I mean, I'd like it if they have were. to be. Have, what mid mid to late November this year? I think year? it would be mid to late November. I mean, it's hard to say. The uh, I will say this as well. I don't like using the Cricket Australia app. I think it's poorly designed. Yeah, it's not a good app. It's not a good app. Put it this way. Put it this way. In the upcoming, right, upcoming matches, they don't want to tell me about when the tests are on. It stops at the 1st of November. Stops at Jesus the 1st. Jesus Christ. How long? Are, wh- what do you think people are interested in what here? What the hell is that? Jesus. Now, then I go into series. India, South Africa, Kerry, Pakistan, Sri Lanka. I don't care. England's two of New Zealand. It's I the don't Cricket Australia app. Domain Test Series versus New Zealand. This has got to be it. 12th to the 16th of December. Then the 26th to the 30th. That's New Zealand. Three Test Series. I, where, where's... So it starts in December. Well, hang on. Where's... Have they not even got... Look, this is just disgraceful. This is disgraceful. So it's just not even in there. Yeah, but what about... Don't we play Sri Lanka as well? Yeah, I, that's what I thought. That's what I mean. Have they Are not you got... telling me Test Cricket starts this year on the 12th of December? That can't be right. And then what? It goes into the deeper into the new year? No, it's a three-test series. So it's done on the Australia test, uh, Sydney test. But there's got to be another series. Am I missing something? Oh, Okay. It's all the way down the bottom, punters, dribblers. All the way down the bottom. Look, look how far down I have to get to Show get to, to November. Look at this. Huh? It should be up here. <laughs> look, that's in fucking, that's in December. And you've thrown this all the way down here. Pissing me off. Fuck me, dead. Okay, so when is the first? So it does start. So the first, first test. test is on the 21st of November. Okay. And that's Australia versus Pakistan. That's in, that's in Brisbane. Right. And then the second test is in Adelaide. So Brisbane and Adelaide have drawn the Pakistanis. Unlucky. Unlucky. And then um, it must be Perth, uh, Melbourne, Sydney. Sydney. Okay, sure, sure. So we've got till the 21st of November to be absolutely 100% convinced, Tom, punters, dribblers, of our top six. Because that's all that really matters. As we said at the start of the podcast, bowling, not a problem. <laughs> not. No. Overflowing with bowlers. Throbbers everywhere. Throbbers galore. But the batting is not without its throbbers, but a little bit confused. Mm. Smudge, obviously, he heard us chirping him a little bit. Smudge is a friend, you know. We chirped him a little bit when he got out for a duck. Like, Smudge doesn't give a fuck about shield cricket, which he doesn't, but yeah. he then... You know, he didn't like he, – he sort of spoke to us in the week and was like, he doesn't really, you know, doesn't want that image to get out yeah. too much. So he came back and knocked it. But he was, he was jovial about it. Yeah. You know, it was it – was, it, was, oh, it, was it was kisses fun. and hugs was, stuff. Yeah, he knew it was and all he, and he, and, he, and, he, and he goes, you know what, though, boys? Like, I just couldn't help myself. I've got my feet up and yeah. I'm still scoring tons. And I just came back and scored a ton anyway. And I did – you know, I did And it, I had my feet up. Did it on, did it on my ear. You know what I mean? Which is a term I've never understood. But he absolutely brained it. So – 
good to see that he's still just doing what he wants. Obviously, David Warner got a ton, so he'll be there. He'll stay there. Dave's going to the be there. Dave loves Australian wickets. Dave loves Australian tons, hates international cricket. Uh, then obviously, love Shagna is going to be there. Shags is going to be in there. So we're looking for three other boys. Matt Wade, does he probably... I, I think know. Wade still holds his spot there. You can't you So can't we're probably looking at two more boys. Now, you've got, I think, Pekovsky can do a job or at least not even do a job. That's that's far too rugby league of me. Mm. I think Pekovsky No, it's could, not do a job, it's score it's score both mountains runs, of runs. But I think he he can uh he could take a lot out of a home summer. Oh, I think that mate The Balkan Bulldog. The Balkan Bulldog, if he was given his chance to shine under the Australian sun, okay, in front of the adoring fans. The, the Australian sun shining under the Australian yeah, sun. That's right. That's right. It's a beautiful, yeah. a beautiful line. That was poetic. It was. But what a place to do it. In front of the adoring fans, fresh off an Ashes win. I mean, the, the punter and dribbler will be whipped into a frenzy when the boys come back for their yeah. swan song. Is it a swan song or a victory lap? Swan song, I swan. think, is like a farewell Yeah, so it. it's a victory lap. Yes. It's a victory lap yes. after the Ashes victory. Um, and we've got some, some easy beats. I'm sorry, but they it is are. what it is. They, look, I'm just going to... It's a weak summer. It's a weak summer. Thank you. But and that's it, no disrespect to Pakistan or New Zealand. Look, but I, they can, no, they can be competitive. Make no mistake. They can be competitive. Yeah. But it's a it's weak summer. summer. And that is inherently disrespectful. And we can't help that because it's the truth. But when you're the all blacks of the cricketing world, it's hard. It's hard. Do you know what I mean? When you're up here like looking at no one else because you're so high up, it's tough. It's rarefied air. Sometimes you just want to throw a golly down. Yeah. And that's unfortunately what we have to not even want to have to have to. Sometimes you got a golly on those below you, punters, <laughs> dribblers, and that's just a lesson for life more than anything. And mark your mark your territory, territory. stuff. <laughs> Point is, we've got two spots left. I think one of the Australia's brighter sons is in. Yeah, just because we want him to. We Tom want him to be in there, and that leaves one spot left. Fight to the death stuff. Yeah. Most um, runs gets in. Yeah. Except if you're except, a mark. Except if you're over 40. Yeah. And then you don't. And, and you don't. Sure. Mitch Marsh breaking his hand almost intentionally, it would seem. Punching a wall. Uh, he's ruled himself out of the first test. Look, I think that sometimes, like, you know, it was heartbreaking to hear Mitch over in England say that, you know, he just wants the Australian people to love him. I think he's just, he's a lot of emotional turmoil for yeah. Mitch. And I think he's just taking himself out. He's just taking him out taking of Taking himself out of the conversation because he doesn't need the He doesn't need the bullshit. He doesn't need the bullshit. He goes, I want to have a summer off to eat prawns with the family and, and knock back a couple of ice cold schooners and enjoy my cricket. Yes. Because he loves watching it on the telly he like the rest cricket. of us. Of course he does. And he just wants to go I through a summer for once without getting fucking heckled. And just being hauled over the cold. That's right. Yeah. It'd be a nice because one. that's it's been his role historically. It, unfortunately, he's been a bit of a whipping boy for the nation. We love Swamp Junior Junior here, but unfortunately, we can't let that get in the way of our selectors cap. <laughs> <laughs> and as such, sometimes we have been a part of the pylon. But I'll have you know, Mitch, as you listen to this in your bed in Western Australia, eating prawns with the family. Mm. You got a friend in Hello Sport. You do, and enjoy that summer off. I think it was smart mature move. It was mature cricket. It was. Now, it's, some say it was rash. Was it coming wild. of age? I think it might have been. Was it coming of age for Mitch? 
he's shown a real maturity in, yeah. and game awareness yeah. and going, you know what? This is probably just going to make things a lot easier this summer. I'm just going to fucking lay I'm out. out. I'm out. I'm out. Um, now, there was a question from a P&D in relation to cricket. There was. Uh, it was Manus Labashagne related, I believe. Um, all right, so this is from Dinko. Linko Dinko on Instagram. Fellas, just a thing to ponder. Have you worked out how to harness the power of osmosis yet? I think Marnus needs your help. No other batsman in the country loves batting more than him, except for our Lord and Saviour, Lord Smudgington I. Unfortunately, he just can't reach those heights because unlike our man Smudge, he doesn't have an absolute stud living within him. Perhaps we could attempt to harness the power of osmosis and let the ghost of glory days punter inhabit Marnus. Inhabit Marnus's body and soul. Anyway, boys, I'll leave it with you guys. Just be sure not to conjure the spirit of the last three years of Punter's career. Keep dribbling. Mm. Couple of issues. I, I First and foremost, Punter is still with us. Punter's still with us, so that's going to make it tough. So that's can't uh, not tough, impossible. It, it's impossible. It is impossible. The other thing is when the when the when it comes to the don. It's actually he who's responsible for the osmosis and yeah, he who chooses. That's it. We have no we have no role to play in the conjuring of osmosis. No. Uh, Linko Dinko. Uh, so what it is is the Don identifying uh, almost his counterpoint in yeah. another living individual, mm. someone uh, on his level, yes. and then... Someone that could accept... His That's spirit. Could, could who, host could, who, who could host who him? Could host Who's him? up to it? Because if he were to go to Manus and try and host, have Manus host him, I guarantee it would be too much for Manus's body to even uh, handle, and he might actually die. We don't want that. Or he'll just get rejected completely. Like the Dom will just go straight through him, mm. like a ghost would a wall. Yes. But when he hits someone who is his equal, yes, he can. Encompass they mesh. and hold and mesh. Yeah. Now I'd so also, look, I'd look, also. We don't want to that, get too technical. No, we don't want to X's and O's of osmosis, but that is sort of how it works in a uh, in a uh, in an X's and O's manner. Yes. I will also tell you, uh, Linko Dinko, that were the great Ricky Ponting not to be with us, heaven forbid, uh, I don't think Marnus would be up to to punter. Not yet, because osmosis isn't about filling. A body with an alpha, like a beta with an alpha, it's about two alphas harmoniously, one dead, one living. But the transcending. Yes. And starting to put up numbers that are beyond belief. Correct. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not an alpha making a beta better. It's no. two alphas creating. Transcending. Well, transcending, exactly. Leveling up. Leveling up. Uh, evolving. And, and again, not to get two X's and Ozzy, but if the great punter were to leave us it would be his decision about who he joined through the power of osmosis correct uh, i hope you're following <laughs> <laughs> look to 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 put a bow on it linky dinky <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have no say over osmosis we no. simply understand it now, Eddie, Nelson Osova Solomon, we called for him to be freed by the NRL. Uh, for those of you uh, living under a rock, metaphorical or otherwise, uh, Nelson fed someone like no one's been fed before over in Bali, defending a mate who got coward punched and then threatened to be glassed. Nelson's come in with uh, hands the size of... Uh, Fist of Fury. Fi uh, of ice cream tubs. Mate, 
sledgehammer stuff. Elephant feet. Yeah, elephant uh, feet's not too far from the truth. Elephant feet's probably about where he was at, and he's just come in and absolutely beat the shit through some asshole who's trying to start to start fights. The NRL, what are they going to do? Everyone's coming out. Braithen Asta, we had him on. Uh, we had, we sent him to Bali as a correspondent just to sort of see what's what NRL offseason. He's come out and said it's an absolute joke that Nelson's he, Nelson shouldn't be fined or reprimanded or anything. He's defending a mate. That's been the general mood around the rugby league world. Mm. The NRL has since come out and they have not suspended him from any rugby league, as in the season next year, but they've suspended him from three test matches for New Zealand, which, I mean, if it's anything like the Australians, it's like 20 grand a test and then $15,000 suspended fine. Now, I don't know what the Kiwis get paid to play tests, but. Wouldn't be as much as Australia. Let's say it's 15 grand then. Okay. So he's losing 45 grand, if that's the math. Is that the math? Plus Plus the extra. Plus 15. Well, it's a suspended 15, which means you don't actually... It's like okay. if you fuck up again. So it's 45K. It's like 45 grand. Uh, I think that's pretty harsh. What's he on? That shouldn't come into it. Well... Shouldn't come into it, should it? It's got to be arbitrary. I mean, to a degree, it shouldn't come into to it. To a degree. Because but like, guess, no, but no, that's not... Yeah, but if, you, if you're finding Kalen Ponga a thousand bucks and he's on a million nothing. no you're right or if you find some a thousand bucks he's on two thousand it does actually it does matter. actually matter it actually matters it actually really matters it matters a lot but but i'm saying if he's only on a couple hundred grand 45 grand's a fuckload of money yeah he'd be on a fair bit he's an international and he's playing for the storm although the storm but how, when did they when do they sign him like he could be on the back end of a contract he signed you know three or four be. years ago either way i think it's a bit harsh 45 grand is still a, is still a chunk of change to anyone obviously if it's your kalen pongas of the world or whatever um um, he's got it under different. the bed. Yeah, he's got it under the bed. He's got it in shoeboxes. Got it in the, you know, under the the bathtub. Mm. Look harsh, harsh. And for defending your friend, it's one of those things where you go, I love everyone going, mate. I would have fucking done it. And I'm like, sure you would. I'm sure everyone would because that's good mate stuff. But the uh, uh, amount of like tough boy heroism that's going on, like mate, I would have bloody done the same thing, mate. You're like, look, let's just. That's not. Possibly, but also if someone's threatening to glass you, would you? Yeah, I wonder you whether. What I, mean? like, I don't think I've got the size to back up that sort of behavior. You know what I mean? Like all the sort of physicality where if someone's holding like glass at me, I'd be like, Ooh. obviously you'd do your best to defend your friend at any moment. But I'd be like, put the glass down, bro. Put the glass down, bro. Oi. And like, let's walk away from this thing. Oh, you got coward punch? That sucks. He's got a glass though. So where, you know, what do you want me to Whereas do? Whereas Big Nell. Big Nell can roll in with those elephant feet. Elephant feet to the face and. Split this guy's head open. I'm just going to split you. I think it's harsh. I can see what the NRL's doing, which is if you fuck up, you're going to be fucking crucified yeah, for it. Yeah. And I reckon they'll just keep stepping them up until it's just like you can't fuck up anymore. Do you know what I mean? They are scarred. So the NRL is scarred from last year. Yes. That's what this is. Yes. Like it's knee jerk from last year. So I understand what's going on, but I think it's harsh on Big Nell. It's unfair to Big Nell. His mate might want to chip in a couple for him. Yes. Or at least buy him a beer. There's certainly a beer. I'd say they'd be chipping in, surely, for 40. Well, the thing is, he's not getting fined. He's just losing money. Same thing. It is, but it's not. It is, but it isn't. Yeah, but it's bullshit. Uh, Nell, you've got support here at Health. If you want to come on and talk about it, bro. Happy to do so. Happy to have you on. And we will buy you a beer. We will buy you a beer, and we won't glass you, because that's not... Our it's way. not our style. It's not our style. If you need plastic cups, that's fine. Now, quick shout out, Eddie, to our 
favourite team, Sydney's favourite team, the Violet Crumbles, Sydney Kings. They got another win, didn't got they? Got another win. Friday. Famous win. Friday night against that uh, bloody formidable side. God, they were good, weren't they? They were good. Close-ish game, but the class of the Crumbles shone through in the end. It did. The Crumbles can take on anyone. Yeah. At this point, best start to a season I think they've had in a long time, the Crumbles. Major what they would have done if you and I were courtside. Yeah. Real good stuff. Now, we sent a correspondent out there as well whose name escapes me, but uh, he did a great job. Mm. Thank you very much. To him. To him and to to documenting that game. One uh, of the great games. One of the great games, sending in photos. And one of the great wins. One of the great wins. So Sydney's sitting on top of the table. I mean, no one's, I don't know who's below them. Well, mate, I tell you who's below them, some real hungry teams. So who's who? It's a who's who. It's a who's who of teams below the Kings. So, I mean, they'll be duking it out all season trying to dethrone the Kings. Um, And then by season's end, the Kings, I mean, they'll take on whoever's left. Yeah. All right, dribbler dribbles. So this is from James Anderson. Lives in... Very active this week, the dribblers. The dribblers have been very active, and I'm trying to work out, I'm trying to pronounce this from where James is. Rural Victoria, Wordy Bolluck. Wordy Bolluck, Dior. Um, Boys, firstly, can I say what an honour it is to have a pair of alphas such as yourself massage the eardrums on a weekly occurrence. Uh, Look, you don't need to ply us with positive comments, but it is encouraged, and we appreciate it. Whilst my sporting talents will never rival the pair of you, correct, uh, being such athletes yourselves, however, I have been playing the important role for the last two years as a backup hooker and occasional starting prop for the Mighty Maury Wee Bowler Bulls. Reserve grade side who are currently the reigning champions. Anyway, I wanted to touch on what an absurd bed shit our much-loved Wallabies uh, in my professional and unbiased opinion, Jesus Christ, look, I'm loving you, James. This is hard to read. In my professional opinion, unbiased opinion, the playing of fuck it footy would have been the best thing the boys could have done. Yep, 100%. I truly feel that Mr. Checker was onto a winner in mixing and matching combinations until something worked. Correct. If the boys didn't feel the decency to put 100% in on behalf of the punter and the dribbler, then they do not deserve to don the green and gold. Fair enough. Now, when Eddie Simpson steps into the role of Minister for Sport at the next election, Eddie, uh, is this your official announcement? Look, I think it's no time like the present to announce that I will be running for the Minister of Sport because I need to see changes and I need to see them quickly. This country needs it. And uh, that's it. Look, you've heard it here first. Vote one, Eddie Simpson. Vote one, Eddie Simpson. More to come on that. Uh, so when Eddie Simpson steps into the role of Minister for Sport in the next election please get the ARU to start again and maybe the boys at the Wallabies headquarters need to start a sandpaper saga similar to our much loved boys in white Uh, our much loved boys in white have played the same if not better since we decided to practice graphic design on the cricket ball with well sanded piece of paper maybe super glue slightly smeared on the palms of the boys or simply just teach them how to play decent rugby union. So again, coming back to the catching of the footy. I mean, look, that's it. If that's if that's if what the super buddy, glue's the answer, then super glue's the answer. Look, I'm happy to give that the tick of approval, particularly is when that your I, first is that your yeah. first thing as uh, as Minister for Sport? Yes, I think so. Okay. Is it my first policy? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Love that. Uh, he finishes with shout out to all the farmers who use your potty to bring some humor into this drought. Beer soon, and uh, cheers, Ando. Beer soon, rain soon. 
Beer soon, rain soon. Beer soon, rain soon. Rain first, then rain beers. Rain first, then beers, actually. Rain first, then beers. Then beers in the rain. In the rain. That'd be nice. Rain beers. Um, Love that. What do we uh, have? To, I don't know exactly what to say to Andrew. We're basically just at glue. I think glue's my first policy as... Minister for Minister Sport. Minister for Sport. I think the biggest thing about that was Ando calling you out for Minister. He obviously had the good oil that you were running. Interesting that he had the good oil. Yeah, I don't know where he got that from, but... Uh, I only told... I thought I only told you. Maybe a couple of interns that will need to be shot. Well, yeah, we which. might have to shoot some interns, uh, but that's true. Vote 180 Simpson. Now, let's just see if we got a dribble a dribble here in the email. Um, voicemail. This is from... I don't know who it's from. Probably Pato again. He loves to fucking leave dribbles. Hey, boys. Uh, it's Pato here. Um, my brother's calling recently. Um, yeah, the race is going back to back. And uh, we got the spice game. We've seen the budget last week. Um, just just asking this in the podcast. I just thought I'd give you a little recap on how we went. Uh, we lost in the quarters to a bloody zero Australian seven side. So we're quite out of the reason I'm bringing it up is I just want to have a chat to you guys about um, the Wolverines and how apparently they're going to play fucking footy and I think they played everything but. Um, I think that's a big investigation into fucking uh, how we can uh, slaughter Ricky Short after boring the England boys to that victory. Very un-Australian. Um, just want to shout out to the boys, uh, Eddie and Tom, for a great podcast and just to the Roosters for going back to back. And like my brother said recently, we'll beat Manly next year in the 3 Uh Be soon. Rooster be soon. Uh, much love. See you later. Bye. So that's a second Pato, I assume. We've had two. I thought that was Pato, the other Pato. He's saying this is the brother of Pato. But either way, uh, thanks for the dribble, bruh. Dribble. Good to see the spicy beans. Well, good to know what happened to the spicy beans. Obviously, commiserations are going out in the quarters. Uh, I'm all for a Ricky Stewart impeachment. Uh, I think he needs to be answerable to his crimes, yes. Tom. Yes. And is that too much to... I don't think so. Look, mate, in other countries... To be honest, you get shot for in being some, a traitor. In, in more lawless nations, Ricky would already be hung, drawn, and quartered. Yeah, now, we're would... not saying that we want to kill him. No, no, no. We're not saying that. Boy, saying in other countries, that's what that's would have happened. Punishment. In the town square. Yeah, publicly. With some, with some friar ringing a bell. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'd say we, there'd be a friar. Now, look, okay, if we take the murder out of it, let's get... I think we do need to still string Ricky up. Mm. Martin Place. Martin Place. Get a get a friar or a crier. Yeah, I'm town, not sure. A, a town, town crier. Town crier. I don't think it's friar. No, I think a friar is like a religious person. Yeah, maybe. I think the like, crier is the guy who, who like he, 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 yeah, he yeah. we have we're impeaching Ricky Stewart, the mm, traitor. Yeah, he went to England to boy the wrong boys. Yeah. Now, shame. 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 And like throw rotten fruit at him and and pour off milk. I think that's that fine, nature. and then and then after an hour we let him down. We, we let, let him go. go. We hose him off. Yeah. Um, well, we don't hose him off. No, no, no. no I tell you, do we make? There him, is a hose. We make him catch the the bus back to Canberra before he can shower. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fine. That seems like a fair punishment. For that's a modern day Australian punishment. Yeah, that's a modern day murder. Yeah, fruit off milk, bus back to Canberra, got to sit by yourself. Shame, 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 shame. shame. But that's what Ricky is in for. Yeah. If uh, I get my way yes. as Minister for Sport. As Minister for Sport. Uh, very excited to see how that uh, continues, Edward. Now, we've got one more here. Let's see who it's from. Fellas, Stunners from Canberra. 
I just wanted to have a little bit of a drivel about Michael Checker's press conference. Okay. Has there ever been a more beta press conference than that? Whinging about asking guys, kicking guys when they're down. That is actually pathetic. Especially when you've got something to go home to, you've got all this shit, and you've had a four-year career, and you coach below 50%, and then you want to talk about how it's really hard to ask about fucking losing right now. Really? Now? Of all the times you've been... You've got a below 50% win record, you fucking chump. And all of a sudden, it's unfair of them to ask you what you're going to do next. Really? As if you haven't had four years to prepare for this? Ugh. Anyway, I'm glad the Wobblies are out, and I'm actually kind of glad they got bumped so that I can hate Michael Checker. <laughs> because I think if we'd lost by three points, I don't know how I could have dealt with that. But if, seeing as we've been thrashed, gives me one person to turn my entire anger towards Michael Jagger, or oh, plus the... Yeah, the pigeons and everyone else who works inside the uh, inside Rugby Australia are all fucking clowns. But he is the focus of my anger, and he deserves all of it because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, fellas, keep up the good work. Be you soon. Have a good one. That's oh, what the hotline's that's for. That's what it's there. That is the best we've had. That's what it's for. And you know what? Dunners. Dunners. It is your right to feel that way. And to hate Michael Checker yeah, and place sole blame on top of it. That is what that is what unqualified opinion and unwavering bias is. That's what it's all about. Trying. Look, it's not what we've done, but it's what you're entitled and to that's, do. And you absolutely are. And I, I do... That's the sentiment of the punter and the yeah, driller. That's it. That's what, that's what Fuck it is. Michael Checker is the sentiment. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, who are we to disagree with it? Look, if that's the, if that's the overwhelming sentiment, then fucking play on. That's what it is. Because, yes, he was the coach, and no, we haven't been winning. So, sure. That's it. And Dunner's rightfully fuming. But Dunner's also points out a very interesting point that we we pointed out earlier. You've got to blame someone. You've got to blame you someone. You have to yeah, blame someone. Where else we ended up blaming do? everyone. We blamed everyone, but I can understand Dunner's like laser, uh, like laser. Oh, he's laser focused. Laser like focus on him. This is the guy. This is the one we're <laughs> blaming right here, and he is going. Get yeah. rid of him. Yeah. Get rid of him now. Yeah. I also, interesting to, you know, he talks about the beta press conference performance. I guess that's also, you can take it that way in terms of him going, like, look, I know you just lost, bro. But this is what happens in press conferences, right? Yeah. You lose people, ask questions. The media's there to ask questions. Now, the media are a bunch of rabid dogs. Mm. They aren't there to make friends. They're there to basically tear you. Oh, they're rabid. They're not as delicate as us as we incise and slowly dissect the carcass, Mm. the cadaver, (laughs) punters, dribblers. But they're after blood. So I get where Czech is coming from. He's like, mate, can you just fucking give me a night to just be Devo about the loss? But also, brah, no. No, the answer is no. No, that is the answer. The answer is no. The answer is no, even though I can see where you're coming yeah. from. The answer is no. The answer is no. Get out there and front front the media, Yes, to use a term, and just be honest and transparent like we are. That's it. Always honest and transparent. Look to us. As your beacon, as your guiding light. But hell of a dribble. Love that from Dunnett. That's the benchmark, dribblers. That's the dribbler hall of fame right there. He's in. He's in. Now, keep sending them in. Keep sending them in. At Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. Uh, the number for the Dribbler Hotline, as always, we don't remember, so I will go and get it. But as always, it's the same. It hasn't changed. Fuck me, Jai Arrow's missus is hot. Holy shit balls, dude. And I'm not, you know, I mean... Jesus. Sorry, punters, dribblers. I did go to get the number and got distracted by Jai Arrow's missus. Now, this isn't a Trent Merrin situation because Jai Arrow not uh, not as sort of 
unattractive as Trent. I'm not saying Trent's unattractive, but you get me. But, yeah, I get you. Um, holy shit balls. She's smoking. She Taylor is, Brooks. Taylor. Taylor Cannon. She is absolutely stunning. Uh, shout out to her. But that's not what we're here for. Where's the number? Getting distracted. Hard not to. Dribbler dribbles. Dribbler hotline. Manly Seagulls. New South Wales Blues. 2020. All right. It is... 0281232187. That is the Dribbler Hotline, Punish Dribblers. 0281232187. Send them in like Dunners does, because that was legit. It was a rip-up. Hell of a show, Tom. Hell of a show. At Hello Sport Podcast Instagram. Like, subscribe, five stars, leave a comment. Uh, until next week, you silly fucks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>